Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast, Not By Bread Alone. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Sophia. I'm a 27-year-old, a wife, a sister, a daughter, a mom, a stepmom, and most importantly, a child of God. I wear my crown with honor being God has crowned me his child. I am not a perfect person by any means, but I am progressing in my faith and growing closer to God. You can reach out to me through my Instagram. It is radphia, that's R-A-D-P-H-I-A. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Before I dive in, I want to start by explaining the name of my podcast as well as my hope and purpose of it. Also, future podcasts. So if this particular one didn't interest you, I really think my future ones to come will. I have so many ideas on different topics and I plan to have guests on it as well. Okay, so my inspiration of the title came from the Bible. The name, Not By Bread Alone, that may be obvious to some of you. It came from Luke chapter 4, verse 1 through 4, when Jesus was tempted by the devil in the wilderness. The Bible, In the Bible, it says, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No. The scripture said, People do not live by bread alone. And for me, this is a reminder that yes, I need food and water to survive, but there's much more to it than that. And that is that God is my ultimate provider. And without Him, I wouldn't have anything that I have today, and I definitely would not be where I am today. Example doing this podcast if it was if I hadn't been led by God. Okay. Alright, so you now know the name. Let's talk about the vision I have and the purpose of my podcast. So in a nutshell, I want to inspire anyone who listens to pursue relationship with God like I have. I want everyone that is in my life or comes into my life to hear my story so that they can, too, feel God's love. I want to show the good and wonderful things he has done for me by sharing what I've gone through and overcame only because of what God did for me in my life. By sharing what I've gone through, even as personal as it may be, I know and strongly believe that God will use it for his glory and to help someone. So ultimately... I want to share my love for God, but more importantly, the love God has for me and to show you that he has that love for you as well. I hope to invoke something in someone to want to build their relationship with God. I also want to add, I believe that we all face different things in life. And in my opinion, for me personally, it's up to me to share my story with others, to show them that God will get them through whatever they're facing And you never know, someone might be facing the same thing you are or in a similar situation. And if you hadn't shared your story, maybe they would have given up. I don't know. But regardless, I don't know and you don't know how your story can impact someone. But what I do know is that God will use it and will bring hope and inspiration. I also want to say that sometimes looking at your current situation, even as difficult as it may be, keep in mind it is temporary. And instead of thinking, why was this sent to me? Why do I have to go through this? Maybe it was sent to you because God knew you could defeat it. 
changing the way you see it. I was sent to defeat whatever it may be, not it to defeat me. All right, so for my first post, I wanted to share a story, and the title of the story is The Blue Bungalow. As I tell this story, I'll be giving little nuggets of side pieces, like what I learned from the experience, and I also, in the beginning, will set up the story with a little back history. So it took some drastic things to happen for God to get my attention because my teen years were rebellious like some people's, maybe even yours. And my relationship with God has blossomed so much in the last five years. But, you know, I, it didn't start just overnight. I grew up in church and my teen years were rebellious. And fast forward, I meet this amazing man, my husband, Brad. And I was still not proud of the person I was in the beginning of our relationship. But I was slowly being molded into who I am now. In hindsight, I see where God's hand was molding me and helping me. Of course, during the moment, I didn't see it. So Brad and I were engaged, living in our little rental house. He was working for the U.S. Postal Service. I was working at Big Lots and going to school. Actually, I was waiting to get into the dental program that I graduated from. I definitely couldn't have done that without God. And that alone could be a podcast episode, and maybe it will. Anyways, well, I quit my job, go back to school full time, and a few weeks later, Brad loses his job unexpectedly. This forced us to move into my parents' basement. And I used to not want to tell people where I lived, or more like who I lived with, because I felt ashamed. What 20-something-year-old married with kids lives at home with mommy and daddy? What a loser. That's what I used to think. But all that changed once the light bulb went off, so to speak. You see, God revealed to me that, yeah, my current situation wasn't ideal, but that if I trust him and came to him, he was going to change my situation. And once I realized that, I promised I was going to share my story for God's glory because as you will see... It was all God. Side note, your biggest setback or disappointment or feeling ashamed of your situation could be a setup for yourself. And looking back on events in my life, especially how I felt ashamed about living with my parents to where I am now, I definitely see that was a setup. And I think you'll see that too as you listen on to the the rest of the story. Okay, so I've been living in my parents' basement for five years. Brad and I lost everything back in 2014. But when I say I lost everything, I mean everything. We had zero money, no bank account, because it was closed with lack of funds. And if you didn't know they will do that, they will. So keep more than a dollar in there. Um, (laughs) We had no choice but to move in with my parents. This was a really dark time in our relationship. It was a really dark time for myself personally. I was sad. Um, As you could probably imagine, you know, this 20-something-year-old, abruptly, her whole life is changing. I was still very much immature. Um, But a lot of growth came, a lot of growth came out of it. It was a very stress, it, it was very stressful. We weren't married yet. 
but it definitely brought us closer together. We would always tell each other, as long as we have each other, what more do we need? And this not ideal situation really forced us to bond closer, but more importantly, it forced us to pursue God. And for me personally, my pursuit for God got even stronger with going back to college to actually finish this time. I needed God to get me through it, and he did. So the summer I graduated, we finally got married. Brad got a job as a vendor at Home Depot, and things were slowly coming together. We were married, financially slowly getting back on our feet. I landed a wonderful job at a wonderful place that I did my internship at. That was a huge blessing, and I thank God for that because he definitely opened that door for me. And so I'm working, and I just, you know, we're married, and I started having this desire to want to be a mom. I knew I always wanted to be a mom, but it was just this overwhelming desire to have a baby. But I felt like, how could I have a baby now? I need our own home. And I remember praying, God, please give us a home so we can have a baby. I want to be a mom, but there's no way I can be living in my parents' home with a baby. And I remember thinking and feeling guilty that if that happened, my parents would probably be upset with me because I'm living in their house. And now I'm going to bring another person to live in this house if I had a baby. And, you know, none of that was the truth. And looking back, I really believe that was the devil trying to push away what God was trying to do in my life. You see, the scripture says in Psalms 37 verse 4 that if you delight yourself in Christ, he will give you the desires of your heart. See, God will reveal to you your desires and fulfill them. So that's what God was doing for me. You know, he knew I always wanted to be a mom, and then he really started bringing that dream of mine to life by putting it on my heart, like, man, I really want to have a baby, I really want to have a baby, but I can't, but I really want to. God's not, and let me just say, God won't make you want something you don't want, but the enemy will try to attack and try to block what is God's will, and the devil was doing that by, like, putting these thoughts in my head by like saying oh your parents would be so upset with you and he wants you to believe those types of things that are not true to try to discourage you with unrealistic thoughts well maybe a month or so after earnestly praying for guidance on how to get a house so we could have our baby I found out I was pregnant I just need to add and emphasize that we were not trying to get pregnant And with the way I was thinking, I had to have my house before my baby, so I by no means was trying to get pregnant. I, of course, was overwhelmed with joy and happy that I was pregnant, but once again, I was like, but where's my house? I can't have a baby with and live in my parents. What will they say? I was so excited. I had to tell my parents immediately. I took a pregnancy test, I think, like on a Friday. Actually, I know it was a Friday. I remember it. And I told them that's Saturday or Sunday of that weekend. And they, of course, were very excited and not upset with me, like the thoughts I was having. So as I was going through my pregnancy, I was getting closer and closer to God. But remember, like I said in the beginning of the story, that my journey and pursuit of God really started prior to that 
back in 2014 when I felt like my whole world was falling apart. And all these events made me rely on God, who I should have been relying on and building my relationship with to begin with. So when I started my pursuit to build my relationship with God, I would listen to his radio every day to and from school. Then I found Real Talk Kim on Instagram and her story inspired me. I would listen to her and her on my commute every day. And then I discovered other sermons from Michael Todd, Joel Olstein, Robert Murdu. Until this day, every day on my commute to work, I listen to a podcast by them or other people. I just named a few but that I listened to, but you get the idea. I read my Bible. I listen to Christian music. I feed my spirit. I find God. I pray multiple times a day. By doing these things and actively seeking God, he led my steps through my pregnancy and showed me how we would get our home. Psalms 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. And that's exactly what was happening and continues to happen in my life. By listening to sermons, podcasts, reading my Bible, doing these things, listening to Christian music, you know, getting in God's presence. He led me. And also in the Bible, it says, you know, by doing those things, it built my faith. And that's what God was doing. He was building my faith with having to trust him. Because that's ultimately what he requests from all of us. It's not your your works that get you to where God needs you to be. The fundamental relationship he requires of you is to have faith and to trust him. And I'm going to go down a rabbit hole, but the you know, God wants you to be in heaven with him and that's why he sent his son to die on the cross and for you to accept that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, but that is the basis of faith. And so, in trusting God, so I digress. That will be another podcast episode. But in Romans 10, verse 7, it says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So, by reading my Bible, getting in God's presence, listening to the music, those things helped build my faith, also helped build my relationship. Also, God will lead you in the path he needs you to go for your life. So, all those things helped with this story, my story. All right, so back to the blue bungalow story. So, September 18th, 2017, our baby girl was born. We were slowly getting things in order to really start the process of getting a house when my parents met this really nice guy named Danny, who was um, a realtor. And Leona was a few months old at this point. Brad and I met with him. We really liked him, and he got us in touch with the mortgage broker. Immediately, we got pre-approved for a mortgage, and we started our hunt for a house. The market at the time was a seller's market, and houses would be listed and sold in the same day. We would find a house that, that interests us, but once we actually walked in it, it wouldn't be for us. This went on for a while. Until Danny said, hey, what about building a house? He gave us information on how big it would be, what it would include, how many bedrooms. And I really prayed on it, and I felt 
Like with building a house, yeah, it would be new, but it would be less square footage than potentially finding a house already built. And we already have three kids, probably going to have more. I was just trying to, you know, figure out what would be best for us. And I'll never forget, I was on a walk with Leona. She was in the stroller. I had our dog Tilly with us. And clear as day, I heard God speak to me, build a house. Because I was praying to him on the walk. And it was just like so profound, build a house. Don't worry about the size. You live in a basement. And I just remember thinking, touche, God, I am being such a brat right now. Being so picky when God wanted to give us a brand new house. As soon as I got back to the house, I found Brad and I said, we are to build. And I told him what had just happened. And he said, okay. So later that day, I text Danny, we want to go with the building option. Well, we get paper signed. We're months went by we never got the contract back from builders finally I forget how many months it was we get a contract signed and back from them and the start date comes no construction every time we'd go by no construction of where the house was supposed to be built this goes on for several months we proceed with picking out everything for the house and Six months later, the first builder backs out of the deal. Just like, no big deal, no apology, nothing. So we get discouraged, start looking at other houses that were crappy and not worth our time or money, and start the process all over again. Then Danny comes to us and says, I found another builder. He can do it. But same thing. Months go by, nothing. I was feeling so discouraged at this point. It had almost been two years and no house. Two different builders saying they would build our house. Brad was getting discouraged, but even though I wasn't seeing anything, there still was this little bit of peace over me. And my faith was being tested, but I never lost my faith. I remember one time crying in one of my prayers to God and looking at Leona thinking, God, if you won't do it for me, do it for my baby. And it wasn't that God wasn't going to do it for me. It's just that God's timing is perfect and always on time. And his concept of time isn't like yours and mine. He doesn't work under circumstances of, God, it's been this long and you haven't done this. But he does come through. And I remember God telling me, trust me, trust me, my child. Because in those moments, that's once again all I needed to do. Around April of 2019, Danny found a builder that was actually building and would build us a house at our budget. These guys were great. They spoke to me directly. They moved fast on things, getting contracts signed in a day instead of months, which is how it's supposed to be done. If you have someone that's taking months to sign, the deal is probably not going to happen. Anyway, we would see progress every time we went by the house. The house was built in about four months. We closed on our house August 22nd of this year. And we are homeowners of a brand new house. That is our blue bungalow. And it is beautiful and God gets all the credit. I had to trust him when I had nothing. I had to trust God when we would have a wedding. I had to trust God 
to get me through school. I had to trust God that Brad and I would get jobs. I had to trust him that I would be a mom. I had to trust him that I would get my own home. So I was praying for a child, but also a home. And in my mind, the home would have came first. But God said, okay, here's your baby. Now here's your home. I've prayed before, God, use me and make me your example of love. And that is exactly what this story is. God's love poured out on my life. I went from a horrible, dark time in my life, and God used that to bring me to where I am now. Telling the story and sharing the love of God has for me. And the best part about this story is that he wants to do the same for you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please check in and listen to others to come. Also, I would like to take a moment to say that if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and want to, you can do that now where you, wherever you are listening. The Bible says in Romans 10 verse 9 that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has risen him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you want to let Jesus into your heart, repeat after me, Dear God, Thank you for sending your son to save me. I believe that he died on the cross for me so that my sins were washed away and I may live in heaven with you. I believe that your son rose from the dead and he is alive. I accept him as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, God, for saving me. Now lead my life, Father. Amen. Thanks again for listening. I hope you feel inspired and go let your little light shine.